0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening. And this morning, I'm speaking to Nick Kunzer from Sunlam Private Wealth. What's happening? A lot of churning going on, Nick. These last few days have been churning days, particularly in the US markets. Yeah,
1: morning, Lindsay. I agree with you. It's, it's, it's very, I guess, directionless. It's, it's battling to find any sort of move either way. And... Um, I think it's what you get after after such extreme moves. You know, we had the huge drop in, in March. We've had this, uh, I guess you could, you know, most people would, would accept it's, it's as close to a V-shaped recovery as you get, the strong bounce back. And the last week or two, as earnings season has kicked off in the States, I think the one side, you have the people trying to digest the, the earnings numbers coming out. And, of course, we get Europe and the European banks kick off today as well with their earnings. So it's trying to dissect those and trying to figure out you know, where to? You know, you've also got the added problem with uh, a lot of these sort of the CEOs and a lot of the the clever people sitting in these C-suites all cancelling guidance as well. In fact, 80% of S&P 500 companies are not giving guidance anymore. So you throw that into the mix and it, it, it adds for a, a market, as you pointed out, where there's really very little direction that you can sort of rely on. You've literally got to try, hopefully trade the brief moves or the swings either way. But, but in, in the end result, Lindsay, is, is, a, is a market that and you, you mentioned last night and we were talking, you know, time to be long, time to be short, and a time to probably sit in your hands. And I, and I think it's one of those times now.
0: Yes, indeed. On the Tuesday trade last night, we decided to do absolutely nothing because uh, we have to wait for the, for the next move, the next convincing mm. move. I do know that um, there are certain things happening in Europe and certain things happening worldwide. I know CNN is not representative of the truth always, but it is – highlighting countries that are suddenly seeing a spike in coronavirus cases. And although they may be just based on a chart, again, which is manipulated somewhat, but it does look as though things things are happening. That worries me slightly, not only from a personal point of view, but also from a market commentary point
1: mm. of view. Mm. Yeah, at on, on the one hand, you've got so the Federal Reserve will conclude their two-day meeting this evening. So after 8 o'clock tonight, we will know uh, what sort of stance they take? Uh, it is unexpected, uh, sort of expected to be no change in interest rates. But uh, N J Powell is expected to, as usual, jaw boning and say he'll do whatever it takes to keep the economy turning over. Uh, you've got the one side, you've got the policymakers really throwing the kitchen sink at keeping the world turning, and the other side, as you said, you've got this real sort of fear that we're getting a second wave, or some people say that just a continuation of the first. But either way. It doesn't look like there's light it's in the tunnel. And, and, I, and I speak from a certain point of view, too. I mean, we are, we are now sitting currently on lockdown. It's day 124 days of lockdown. We are now the longest in the world. Mm. Um, and you've got this one time we're all sort of trying to do as we can and work from home and effectively some sort of business as usual. But ultimately, there's going to be businesses that fall by the wayside and companies that fail. Um, and for us as, as money managers and got to figure out where to put your cash, it's becoming more and more difficult. Where do you park your cash? Where do you look for a return right now? So, yeah, you know, it's a difficult one. It's been a, something tells me the second half of this year. You know, the easy money was with the big bounce back in March. The, 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 the easy money has been made. I think the
0: second half is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, let's have a look at the markets. Are they tough this morning? Well, certainly not for the Rand because the dollar Rand is sixteen fifty nine eighty-eight is the the absolute – accurate quote. So let's call it 16.40. The British pound against the rand is 21.25. The euro rand is 19.29. The euro dollar, this is the big one again, One seventeen sixty. We thought it was looking a little bit stretched, the euro that is, but uh, not a bit of it. Up it goes again, the euro by around about a third of a percent. Uh, the gold price, 19.60. 1960 all-time record highs overnight. It's barely changed in the last 12 hours, but it's an all-time record mm. high, certainly on this show, anyway. Uh, platinum is 9.43, which is down $16 an ounce or 1.6%. Where's Palladium, please, Nick?
1: Also down $24, so 1% at $2,260 a barrel.
0: Crude oil, West Texas, is $41.23, which is up half a percent or 19 cents per barrel. Brent crude oil is up 26 cents a barrel or 0.6% to $43.48. Uh, so we've got three different industrial commodities doing different things. Platinum and palladium down and the oil price up, but gold, 1960. This mm. is amazing. I know we were banging on about it, but. Um, Goodness me! It'll be two thousand before you know it. Yeah. Look, I must.
1: I must point out as well um, that about an hour ago it was down about eight dollars. So it, mm. it it really sort of as the Europeans come in, as the traders wake up. Again, it's one of those those asset classes that at the moment where you buy the dips. So it was down $8 even steamed and bought. It's back to unchanged already. So you, if you long gold, you've just got to stick it out for now. Look, I think it's going to get very volatile leading into that 8 o'clock meeting tonight, depending yeah. on what the Fed says, you know, obviously, with what, what's going to happen with the dollar. But for now, it's, um, it's, it's sort of basking in the sun, as they say.
0: Yeah, I don't think that Mr. Powell can say anything other than, um, you know, we'll assess the data and we'll continue to do this and that. And in other words, keep the, the spigots open, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, that, if if that's the case, the dollar will be under pressure. But I do think that at the moment, with the market being slightly overbought when it comes to The currencies against the US dollar, in other words, the US dollar being a little bit oversold, there is a chance you might get in the next uh, week or so, maybe 100 basis points to the downside for the other currencies in the dollar rallying because it is looking incredibly stretched.
1: Yeah, and, you know, that is, that is a little bit of a, a worry for the gold bulls up there that the dollar looks like it's it's basically been knocked a little bit too hard. So if dollar strength did have to come in, then you would expect the likes of uh, dollar-denominated assets like gold to actually weaken off the back of it. And also, um, you know, typically if we do have a, sort of a bit of a, a scare to the markets too, ultimately – people do tend to rush back to the dollar as that reserve currency, although it is displaying some uh, obviously different characteristics the last couple of weeks. But uh, you know, look out for that as well. So, yeah, I wouldn't expect a little bit of a, a bit of a breather maybe here, Lindsay, before the dollar continues. But I mean, I, my theme still is a, just a weak dollar for the rest of the year, but mm. not
0: in a straight line, obviously. No, it's uh, it's going to 120, 125. We know that. Anyway, let's. Can like I a... also just can I just also just add
1: for the, for on the diary for today? As much as the Federal Reserve is dominating, there's some other fun and games, and I think it's going to be far more entertaining than relevant. But we do have the chief executives of Amazon's Jeff Bezos. Yes. We have Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. Uh, We also have uh, Mr. Panshai of Google, Alphabet, and Tim Cook from Apple. We're all together in a rare appearance. I don't think they've all been together ever before at one time. to Basically, they're preparing before the House Judiciary Antitrust Subcommittee. That's part of its probe of technology companies' dominance on digital platforms. Uh, Chief executives will be testifying virtually before the panel. So that might be quite entertaining if any of you are bored and want to watch uh, Bloomberg or CNBC or financial channels this afternoon.
0: What time is that? Probably about 4 or 5 o'clock or something?
1: yeah. It is. it'll It'll be sort of after the US Open.
0: It's oh, in Washington. Fascinating. How cozy. I mean, if you if you blew that room up, <laughs> then you'd probably be destroying – I mean, how many hundreds of billions would you destroy, for goodness sake?
1: I'm not even joking. I think it's about – just those four make up about 25% of the, the market
0: cap of the NASDAQ. Trillions, trillions, trillions. Okay, Stock Exchange mm. New Service, which is not trillions, unfortunately. Eoh is an interesting one. It says here, censure imposed by the JSE on Eoh Holdings Limited. And then after that, it comes out with response to the public censure and fine imposed by the JSE Limited. What is that about? It's a nice little side story. I mean, it's tiny mm. in the big scheme of things, but what is it? It has
1: something to do with false... Not that's wrong wrong word. Be careful to say it. Basically, there were things in the accounting when they did the... I mean, every listed company on the JSC has certain rules and regulations to comply to, to remain listing. Uh, some of them, are, you know, one, one of those is compliance and all the rest of it, but the other one is actually to have audited accounts. Mm. And it sounds like the audited accounts weren't entirely accurate. So that's a bit, it's a bit noisy. I mean, the last one that did this, I believe, was also Tongart, and look what happened to them. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if I read too much into it.
0: Otherwise, nothing, nothing really out there. Um, well, we've got. Um, I mean, locally,
1: there's some CPI numbers that are due for June. That's due at um, at ten o'clock in the next ten minutes. Yes. Um, obviously, we had lowest in sixteen years re- reading last time, around a two point one. Two point one. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned a few times, and the Reserve Bank's target is between three and six. So. There is no inflation to be seen anywhere as of yet, but the uh, market's looking for 2.2. So that that also can move the market a little bit. That's due at 10 o'clock.
0: Okay, good. Let's have a look at the top five major movers to the upside and the downside on my screen. I've got Sassel up 3.5%. I've got Harmony, a 1.6% winner, with Discam up 1.5% to 16.81. Mondi PLC is up 1.5%. So is Barlow World on the downside. Hammerson down nearly 5%. RCL down two and two thirds. Ninety one is down nearly two percent. Itel Tel down one point eight, and British American Tobacco down one and three quarters percent. Any other corporate news stories on the grapevine? No. Not, I can't even <laughs> try and make one up.
1: But I, I will say that just following on from my theme yesterday when we were speaking with David and we just said what, what sort of stood out for me and I said it uh, seems to be a little bit of interest in the small cap space, a little bit of sort of bargain hunters. Um, and if I had to look at the top 10, up and the top 10 down this morning, it looks like a theme's continuing. I'm I'm just taking a look at Adcock Ingram, up 4%. We've got uh, Impact, you know, that is on the cold face of SA, if you want to believe it, up 3%. Disc game up 3%. Uh, Avitech Cup Industrial, I mean, that is a pure SA Industrial play, 2.61%, uh, 7% firmer, Hoskin. So all, a little, all of a sudden, in the last couple of days, it feels like um, a little bit of move into sort of like some heavily also, uh, sold-off stocks. And also, I think we saw a little bit in the States, Lindsay, offshore, is also a little bit of moving out of half-flying momentum into a bit more value. So... Maybe it's a global thing at the moment. But that, that caught my eye the
0: last few days. Okay, good. Let's have a look at the indices after 52 minutes of trading on this Wednesday.
1: Yeah, on this Wednesday, I think this is day three. Three days up so far, if we stay like this by the end of the day. Um, 56,566 is the number on the JSC All Share. That is up 78 points or point one four percent The JSC Top 40 also uh, just 50 points into the green. 52,100 on the Top 40. And if you look at the individual indices, we have healthcare leading us, uh, leading us higher, 0.3%. Industrials, as we spoke about right now, 0.34%, that index. Technology also up 02 Financials just in the green by 0.1%. And a bit of a lag is we have energy down half percent Consumers cyclicals down 02 and The non-cyclicals down 011
0: And the S&P futures are up by 0.3%. The NASDAQ futures are doing even better than that at the moment for some extraordinary reason. They're up 0.6%. Nick Kunzer, thank you very much for your time this morning. That was the opening. Nick Kunzer is from and Private Wealth. He'll be back with me and David Shapiro tomorrow evening uh, for the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position